Hello, hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Hey, hey, hey. Do you struggle with social media? (laughs) You find that you are mildly addicted. Is your phone always in your hand? Can you not go a moment without wondering where it is? Listen, listen, listen. (laughs) This podcast is for you. I am coming off a two-week social media fast. I survived, and today on the podcast, I want to share with you what I learned and how perhaps you can implement some strategies to have a healthy relationship with social media. That's what's happening today on the Possibility Mom Live. I am so happy to be back. I took a little bit of a break from everything uh, for the last two weeks of Advent, and I want to tell you why. I was sitting in the cathedral here in Peterborough, where I now live, which is a city just east of Toronto, and I was in the beautiful cathedral, and um, Father was talking about hearing the voice of God. And how it can be difficult to hear God's voice when there is a lot of noise. I mean, this is not this is not rocket science. Like this is fairly intuitive. <laughs> Let me know in the comments if you're joining me live. I have missed this. I've missed you, by the way. It's been a little bit of a hiatus here on the podcast. I'm so happy to be back. Let me know in the comments if you're joining me live, if you struggle with this too. I knew it was time for a social media fast. I had done a social media fast uh, several years ago now, like many, many years ago, uh, for a full month. And I actually even removed all productivity things from my phone. So no email, no social media, like literally nothing. Like I think the only thing you could do on my phone was order groceries. Like literally that was the only productive thing. I didn't take it to that extreme this time around. But I had known that it was coming. I knew that I really needed a healthy break from social media. I would say I have a much better relationship with social media and with my phone in general. Today, <laughs> like like in this season of my life in 2023 at 39 years of age, I have a much more healthy relationship. But I was noticing similar behaviors. My husband was pointing out similar behaviors of constantly needing to be on the phone. When he would leave the room, I would instinctively reach for my phone. I'm sure all of you, I'm sure there's many people out there who can relate to what I'm saying. And so I figured that with Advent and again, the the priest's encouragement to be silent and that you cannot hear the voice of God when you are just so filled with noise, I literally could hear the Lord practically screaming in my ear the time is now. You need to take a little break. And it's interesting because I listened to that homily on Sunday morning and I remember thinking, okay, I'm going to give up social media. And then I woke up on Monday. And if you follow me on Instagram at Lisa Cannon, you know that Monday is typically my day in the life. I love day in the life content. And so I didn't do it. I literally completely ignored what I had internally had a conversation with the Lord on. I completely ignored it. And I went ahead and I did my day in the life. 
And then the day ended and I was like, all right, Lord, here we go. <laughs> We're actually going to do it. So I really fought. I, I share that story because I really fought the idea of giving up social media. And here's why. I was afraid of what would happen if I stepped away from that aspect of my business. I was afraid of minorly the algorithm and what would happen if I went absent from posting. I was worried about what would happen to my consistency. I was worried about what would happen to my growth, all those things. And if I'm being very frank, those are minor things. I wasn't as concerned about them. But what I was most afraid of was being bored. It sounds a little absurd coming out of my mouth when I say it like that. But that was my main fear of giving up social media. And that's why I knew I really had to do it. So I want to share with you today some of the things that I learned from my time being off social media. I want to share with you if you're a business owner, especially, and you use social media to grow your business, how you can have some healthier boundaries with your phone. And I want to just share from my heart why I think social media is an amazing tool. It has connected me with so many of you. I miss the connection, but how we can also just why it's necessary, I think, to be very um, discerning and scrutinize, like scrutinize our behavior and examine it from time to time. Alrighty, Are you ready? Are you with me? Let's go. The first thing I realized as a result of my social media break was how I should best spend my time. I have done this in the past where I have basically done a little bit of an audit where I literally look at, okay, how much of my time is spent in meetings? How much of my time is spent working? How much of my time is spent with my children, with my husband, et cetera? You can record them. I've done interviews here on the podcast with Laura Vanderkam, who has written so much about time. I have a course called Conquer Your Calendar, where I really focus on time management. So I, I, I wouldn't say I'm a novice when it comes to analyzing and being reflective of time spent. But it's, 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 a, it's challenging when you look at your digital wellness uh, aspect of your phone or screen time on an iPhone. You can, it's sobering when you see how many hours a day you are spending picking up your phone. And so I want to just reflect on this a little bit deeper because, because I think, I think many women, at least many of the women that I talk to, <laughs> know they use their phone too much. But the mental, like where I was spending my mental time, where my brain was going, was completely different with the absence of social media. I was able to ponder. I was able to think. I was able to have long conversations with myself. I know that sounds weird, but I just mean my brain was not as fragmented because I had longer stretches 
of focus. And my husband, he has a much healthier relationship with social media than I do, I would say. Like he he sometimes barely uses it. Uh, he removes apps often from his phone and then puts them back when he feels like it. He was saying what he noticed in himself, and I would echo this completely, is less racing thoughts. And I believe that, again, is the byproduct of having more space and longer stretches of focus. I had just become so habitual, so reflexive of checking my phone. I'm just going to check one quick message. And then that would lead me to think about this. And, oh, I should probably update this page. And, oh, I didn't get back to so-and-so and yada, 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 yada. I did not realize how much mental energy it can take to bounce around from one idea, from one person, from one message to another. And so it clarified for me that longer stretches of focus are so much better. (laughs) But on the flip side, it also clarified for me how much I enjoy connecting with people. So that's not something that I want to take away anytime soon. It also clarified for me how much I love creating content. So those are some mental notes I'm taking moving forward. I love creating content and that part I actually really, really, really miss. Okay, so number one, a break from social media can clarify for you the best way to spend your time. Second thing that I realized, this was a big one, and I realized this the last time I did a big, long social media fast, it made me a better friend. When I was constantly checking Instagram, particularly when I was constantly checking it and constantly messaging people and constantly responding to comments, I had this notion or it felt like I was staying in touch with people. And that's partially true. Like when you are messaging somebody, when you're intentionally sending someone a little message to say, hey, hello, I miss you. When somebody pops up in your feed you certainly feel like you are staying on top of their of their like what's going on in their life for example or when you're sending them a quick merry christmas it feels like of course you're in a conversation with them or you are corresponding with them but the absence of social media i had to actually call people what a novel concept i had to actually pick up the phone and call people. <laughs> I remember one of my moments, it was in the first few days. And P.S., I didn't do well with it in the first few days. I literally, I was ghosting for the apps. I had literal twitches. Like I literally was constantly grabbing for my phone and I had to stop. Um, it was interesting this time around. I didn't have to remove the apps entirely. So that's an interesting observation. I feel like I've grown a little bit that I was able to have some, uh, you know, restraint. but still it was there was a lot of twitching there was a lot of reflexive tapping on my phone anyway so i remember one of the first days i was feeling all twitchy and i i i was like i need to talk to somebody and i realized the people that i missed like there were people who came to mind immediately who then i clicked the button on my phone that says call And I was able to actually have a back and forth conversation. (laughs) And I know, I don't know, I'm laughing as I'm saying this because what a novel concept, actually talk to someone you care about. 
And that is another thing that I really want to make sure I do more of moving forward is actually pick up the phone and call people. Because there is just, social media is amazing. I've connected with so many people on the various apps that I'm on and I love it so, so much. And I don't want to stop doing that. But there is something beautiful, intimate, very human, obviously, about a conversation where someone can respond back to you right away. It's one of the reasons why I do this podcast live. I love talking to you live when I can. I love that Dr. Karen Silva said hello and that I can say hello back. And I would love it even more if, you know, we could be having this conversation. If I could have all of you over to my home for coffee and we would be having this conversation one-on-one. I love it so, so much. And I definitely did more of it intentionally with the absence of social media on my phone. So that is something I want to do moving forward as well. And I encourage you to think about somebody today who you could actually call or even better yet visit that perhaps maybe using social media to stay in touch made you feel like, oh no, we're already very connected. The third thing I realized as a result of my break from social media is that I get more done by doing less. Okay, now, I don't know why it's like 39 years old, like old habits die hard. And I think multitasking can be very helpful. Like I can fold laundry while watching a show or listening to a podcast. You could call that multitasking. And there are certain things that can get done. I can be cooking dinner while um, sometimes I can like cook dinner and then have my computer beside me and just move back and forth between the two tasks of doing some work and then cooking some dinner. But oh my goodness, I have forgotten. I have forgotten. And I need this reminder a lot more. That when you slow down your mind and you're not thinking about, oh, did this person get back to me? Did I get back to this person? Oh, I didn't answer that message. Oh, I wonder how this reel is performing. With the absence of that, I could dive into deep work and just work. And I wasn't even tempted. And there's a... um a thing that we call in the coaching world called buffering. And now that social media is back on my phone, I've noticed that I will buffer so much more. Meaning when I want to get down to a task, I'll be like, I don't really want to do this right now. And I will start just scrolling on social media to delay that experience. And I, I did it last night. I did it last night for like five whole minutes. And I think sometimes that's fine. Obviously, sometimes you want to just take a break. Sometimes you want to use social media. I'm not anti this wonderful tool that can connect people and be a really strategic tool, especially for a business. But I don't love it when it's an excuse to get something done. It's a delay of pain. It's a putting off of growth and virtue. And that's really the key. That's where this all this whole podcast is going to come around to. Things that delay or inhibit growth and virtue, I know in my life, and I bet you in yours too, we all need to examine. So I got done so much more with the absence of this aspect 
that had become so prevalent or so pervasive in my life. My productivity increased. I would say my mental clarity increased. And it saved me time because I was not delaying or taking a break or just checking one thing. I can't tell you how many times I have just checked one thing. And then 30 minutes later, (laughs) I'm on my phone. Okay, that is number three. The fourth thing that I realized as a result of my social media break, I was nicer to people around me. And this one is a little embarrassing. I hate to say it, but I would, you know, for example, I would sit on the couch with my phone and one of my kids would be like, mommy, I want you to read me a story. And they would plop right down on my lap. And then my phone goes flying or my child, I've got very small kids who love to take the phone out of my hands and record themselves or do pictures, whatever. Right. I have grown in my ability to navigate those interruptions. But of course, I'm a human being and I don't like being interrupted. (laughs) And so I noticed that with the absence of, you know, constant social media interaction, so constantly pulling out my phone whenever there was a spare moment, I didn't have that same little knee-jerk reaction to being interrupted. And that has an impact on my cortisol level. That has an impact on my central nervous system as a whole. Like just things were more calm. (sighs) This is like an embarrassing one to admit. Alrighty, so I was nicer to the sweet people around me. And my husband, no, am I? My husband was like, wow, (laughs) I really like you (laughs) when you're not constantly pulling out your phone. Okay, so that's a a tougher one to swallow. The next thing I learned as a result of my social media fast was less comparison. I was surprised because I would say in the several years that I have been training as a mindset coach and working with Catholic moms and helping moms in general to really embrace their identity and understand that their worth does not come from their work, all of those things. I have definitely grown in that area of comparison and just, you know, owning my identity, blinders up type thing. But again, I was surprised. So I thought I had a very healthy relationship with comparison to others. I was very surprised that post-Christmas, when I pulled my phone back out and went back onto Instagram, it was almost immediate. Like I remember the exact post I looked at where I felt, ooh, less than, or ooh, they got an opportunity that I didn't, or ooh, they're doing better than I am. Like, which again, are all very human reactions. I'm not judging myself for having them. But the absence of social media with the absence, I wasn't even thinking about some of these things that I was engaging with when social media re-entered. And so I think there is a different way I'm going to use my phone and engage with certain types of content so that again 
this very natural human uh, reaction just isn't isn't as pervasive. So there was much less thoughts of comparison or less than this with the absence of social media. And then finally, just in general, less noise. It just was a less noisy time. And it allowed for deep introspection, which is something I think we all need. If you've been following along for a while, you know how much I care about the central nervous system. You know how much I care about remaining or or striving for regulation in the central nervous system. And of course, we have lived so much life in the last year. We are now our one-year anniversary of coming back to Canada after living in Ave Maria, Florida for three years. I've been doing so much deep, beautiful introspection and have had so many beautiful, deep conversations with the Lord, with my husband, with my children, because truly, interiorly, I have been more quiet. And here is something that I realized that I want to just encourage wherever you're listening to this to just take a moment and pause. Because again, I love social media. I don't think it's evil. I don't think that it's bad even, to be honest. It's our relationship with it that we need to constantly examine. It's our relationship with it that needs to, I think, be fine-tuned. Just like you take your car in for an oil change, it can be so helpful to just have these regular cadences of checking in and also potentially just taking a little bit of a break. I realized that scrolling had become my primary leisure activity. I'm going to say that one more time. Scrolling on my phone had become my primary leisure activity. I personally don't have a problem with the phone becoming a source of a leisure activity. So meaning I really have no problem if somebody wants to go on their phone to relax for a few moments. No problem with that. I'm sure many of us listening, you know, many of you listening could probably agree with me. But there are many other ways to spend time than on our phone. Like, I, I what I have realized and what I want to encourage others <laughs> in, if you're willing, is to diversify how we relax. To diversify how we possibly deal with stress. To diversify how we deal with uncomfortable feelings. And that was a, I was already very aware of that, you know, like as a mindset coach, I was just very aware. I have run for several years now a Lenten challenge to get off the cell phone, to break your cell phone addiction. And so, you know, I've done a lot of teaching and a lot of workshopping on this topic of how we can often use something like a phone to deal with stress, to deal with negative emotions. But I did not realize I had really like it had it had become like a, a my primary source of leisure and that was a very very big thing to to just to learn to observe. I love to read. I love reading 
physical, actual books. Like I, I, it's not, it's too far out of reach for me to grab, but I have so many books that I have purchased. I love the tactile feeling. I love having a cup of coffee with a book in my hand. And I just, again, I hate to admit it, but in before my social media fast, I would just, if I saw my phone or if I saw a book, I would, I would pick the phone. <laughs> and so I have read more. I have spent more time in nature. I have spent more time just on the floor with my children. And I have just become very convicted that a phone does not need to be a person's primary source of leisure. It can be a source of leisure, but not primary. I recall a few months ago, I had the wonderful opportunity to be a guest on Kristalina Everts' podcast. And she mentioned a truth bomb that oof, punched me in the gut. And it was just a very simple thing. I might be paraphrasing a little bit, but she essentially challenged everybody on the podcast to think about, is your phone leading you to sin or does it lead you to virtue? And everybody needs to examine that themselves. There are so many ways your phone can lead you to virtue. There are apps that help you to pray. I, up until recently, I got this for Christmas. I got a hard copy Magnificat for Christmas. But up until recently, I would read the daily mass readings on my phone and other reflections that I would say were helping me to examine my daily life, my relationship with God. I would read stories of the saints and whatnot. So of course, a phone can be very much a tool for growth and virtue. But I would say if we're all being really honest, if I'm being really honest, it's a much more uh, carrot, like a dangling carrot leading to things that could lead me to sin as opposed to growth and virtue. And that's really it. I, I, that's like the heart of it. I, 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 <laughs> I want more things in my life <laughs> that will lead me to growth in virtue as opposed to temptation or separation from the Lord. And that's really it. That's what it's boiled down to for me. There are many places that we can spend our precious, precious time. So the question that perhaps might be on some of your minds, and it certainly was on mine, and and I remember this being kind of a big challenge for me when I did a, a longer fast a few years ago, less of a challenge this time around because my business is in a slightly different place. But regardless, when you use your phone for business, and I 100% had this thought, you know, I, I, I do a lot of selling on my phone using social media. I had lots of thoughts around, oh no, people won't purchase, people won't remember, people, you know, we're coming up into Christmas and, and people buying things for people, you know, I just was like, this is not a strategic time to give up social media. How does one use social media well? Here's what I have to tell you. My business kept going. People kept sending me inquiries. They sent them to my email <laughs> rather than by a DM. Like business still came. And I believe that if you have these thoughts for yourself around your business being impacted by having a different relationship with social media, I want to encourage you 
there is a way. There is a way. And I'm not saying we give up social media completely, not at all. But how do we create some boundaries? How do we sharpen the saw in some areas so that social media for business particularly, this is what I'm speaking to right now, does not need to take a lot of time. And so I have a big invitation for you. I'm so excited to share this with you. I want to invite you to join me for my social media mastery workshop. This is a workshop that I created last August. And oh my word, I remember one of my beautiful, beautiful participants. She was like, this is worth 10 times what I paid for this workshop. Because we look very much at the mindset and healing that might be necessary for you to have a better relationship with your phone. So many things can be (laughs) fairly, maybe not quickly, but tackled, I will say, healed when we examine our thoughts and what we are making things mean about us. I believe that social media can be quick and simple and fun, dare I say, and help you grow your business exponentially and largely for free. When you think about it, the cost of social media is your cell phone, the internet, and maybe the app, but the apps are largely free. And so I want to encourage you to check out this workshop because my goal here at The Possibility Mom, my goal, what I have really discerned is part of my calling, part of my unique call to sanctity, is to help moms navigate negative emotions and navigate what might be impeding them from following and living out boldly the will of God in their lives. There are so many things that can inhibit us. Sometimes it's skill. Sometimes we don't know how to do it. And that's why I love coaching women in business and just giving, you know, strategies. I love coaching women in motherhood. Sometimes we don't know how to like cook a meal quickly, for example, or manage our mind when kids are throwing tantrums. Like sometimes it's a skill. But often it's also our thoughts about situations that will cause us to not learn a skill or to um, run away from growth and virtue. And so this workshop really dives into your thoughts around social media, your thoughts around things like comparison. If you struggle with things like worrying about what people are going to think about what you post, agonizing over what to say, feeling judged by family and friends for what you say on social media, knowing what to post on a given day, if you struggle with analysis, paralysis, or you worry about creating content that is meaningful and worth people's time, I want to encourage you to click the link right below. If you're watching this on YouTube or on Instagram, or if you're listening to this, go to the show notes and click this link. You gain immediate access to the workshop. And then on January 3rd, Wednesday, January 3rd, At 9 a.m. Eastern, I'm going to host a live Q&A so we can answer your questions. I can coach you live. We can spend some time together. And then I'm launching on the tail end of this, and this is live. So you've got to join me if you want this experience. 
And that's a 30-day posting challenge because as you'll learn in the challenge or in the workshop, I share that sometimes our why social media takes so much time, and which is what I'm trying to argue that it doesn't need to, but why it sometimes takes so much time is because, of course, we're having thoughts about getting it perfect. We're getting, we're having thoughts about what are people going to think of me. We're having thoughts about this has to be meaningful. This has to be worth it. And what I encourage in this workshop is to embrace a level of experimentation and playfulness. And that actually is going to be the tool that will help heal the analysis paralysis perhaps some of the things that you are making social media mean about you. And so part of this experience this time around, if you would like some live coaching on your social media, if you would like to be cheered on for a 30-day period, we're running this challenge like a little cohort. And so you'll be encouraged. And um, uh, I want you to feel like you're linking arms with a group of women who are also trying to have a wonderful relationship with social media, use it for the incredible tool it can be, but have healthy boundaries and also just develop the straight up skills so that it doesn't take a lot of time. A friend of mine and I were talking about this, how she was at a party with a whole bunch of uh, young, young girls and they would just take a dance on TikTok, learn it, post it. And the whole thing took like 10 minutes, not even. And she was saying, I was looking at my phone. She and I are about the same age. She was like, I was looking at my phone, feeling all confused. Where do I put this? How do I film this? How do I how do I even functionally do it on the technology side? And she was like, that would have taken me like an hour to do. And this is what I really want to help moms who are building their business in the margins of their motherhood. I want to help you do this efficiently both with your thoughts, because that's going to drive a lot of efficiency. That's going to drive a lot of the way you show up on social media, but then also in just the straight up technical side. So how do we actually just make this simple? How do we make it efficient so that you've always got something to pull from when you are not sure what to post online? How do you actually put a caption on Instagram, for example? So if you struggle with any of those technical elements, Click the link in my bio on Instagram or below this video on YouTube or in the show description, wherever you listen to this podcast and join me for this social media workshop. The the feedback I got from when I did this live was incredible and immense and healing. That's the biggest, my, the, the, the most beautiful compliment that I got from this workshop was that it was a healing experience. When you think about it, when we're sharing ourselves, especially those of you who have personal brands, you're sharing yourself online. And that can be very, very scary. And so I want to help you, equip you with the thoughts that will allow you to get a little clearer on what's unique about you, equip you with the thoughts that will help you deal with comparison and deal with. Um, worry about what people are going to think and do it in a very, very safe way with a bunch of Catholic women who are going to be cheering you on as well. 
I cannot wait. Like I cannot wait. And I'm actually going to have my team at the Guiding Star Project go through this challenge. I'm going to also participate in the challenge all with this spirit of experimentation and playfulness that will help with um, healing and thoughts that might be coming in to your ability to grow your business online. Alrighty, so you've only got a few days to join me for the live Q&A. So go ahead and click the link, join me for this workshop. I'm going to be coming back next week. I'm, I'm back to podcasting because I have missed it. I have missed all of you. I'm so excited. I'm going to be coming back next week with some more thoughts about suffering because this introspective time has really allowed me to look at my year, to look at this year of living in 10 homes in the span of 10 months, what I have learned about God's will, what I've learned about planning and disappointment, some of the things that I'm still navigating. And I want to share with you some of the things that I have realized about suffering that are really important to remember. And spoiler alert, I record these things so that I have the content to come back to so that I remember. And so I want to invite you to join me uh, next week where I'm going to be diving into what I've really learned in this year back in Canada after moving from Florida and um, some very, very candid and sensitive thoughts, uh, tender thoughts, I'm going to call it, about suffering and reliance on the Lord. I am so happy to be back here. A very Merry Christmas to all of you. Thank you again for all of the warm notes about baby Lucy. She is doing great. She's a plump, sweet little thing. And we will see you next time on the Possibility Mom Live. Are you a dream-chasing mom who wants to keep God at the center of her personal and business development? If that is you, I want to invite you to join me inside of my brand new group coaching experience, Wealth Without Guilt. This group coaching experience is for the emerging or experienced business owner who wants to clear up her mindset, clear up her thoughts around money, around her mission, needs the reminder and the clarity that there is something that she uniquely has been called to do and that unique mission has been placed there by God. Wealth Without Guilt is an experience where you will get live coaching from me on your mindset, on the thoughts that are holding you back, as well as practical training, practical skills on how to build a personal brand online via my over 10 years experience building a business and a brand both online and off. Wealth Without Guilt is for the entrepreneur who wants to ensure she is not going to sacrifice her faith her family, or what matters most. She wants to build a business and build impact and build wealth all while being the best mom, wife, and homemaker she can be. And you can join me inside Wealth Without Guilt today. Doors are open today by visiting bit.ly slash wealth without guilt. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash wealth without guilt. I'd love to see you inside our community.